Welcome to another episode of Not Fam the Podcast. Welcome. I'm really sad right now. Oh, come on. With a smile on your face, you're sad. <laughs> I'm waiting you're for your attention good. and your okay, whatever. affection for real. Okay. What did I ask you to say? You'll be waiting for me? a while. What did I ask you to say to me? I don't remember. <laughs> you're, see, you're such a brat. All you had to say was, I love you, and you won't do it. I did say it. See, this is how you. And then you said, it. and then I said not, so it doesn't count. But I didn't say not. I but said that's I where said you're not. messing with my head. Don't like it. This is where you're in. A, you have a power and control issues. <laughs> you're so full of it. That's not even what's going on. Can we get to what I was going to talk about? I, I, can we? I don't know what we're going to talk about. I need to make a. Um, I need to make a, a disclaimer. Is it disclaimer or some? I need to make a follow up statement. Um, following my last episode. With the kids on oh, well, or, or, or no linguistic personification. Maybe, an, is it an apology? Is it a disclaimer? Is it, what is it? I well, don't know. it's related to the Chris, one of Christopher's opening comments. Uh-huh. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do because I like was like 10 seconds in and I literally laughed out loud. Because I was going to, de- I actually was going to delete it, but I thought it was funny too. And I felt, I decided to leave it in. Do you know what the statement was? Yeah. You said, was? why are we all here? And I said, what brings us all what together? What brings us all together? And he said, we all have mental illness. Yes. Yes. Which could be obviously construed potentially as very um, demeaning or insensitive insensitive. to people that struggle with mental illness. And I guess I left it in because I think that Christopher feels like he deserves to say that because, I mean, he... I mean, I don't like the word mental illness. I think the medical term is mental disorder or, you know, but either way, I don't like, I don't, I don't get into that. I don't get into right. that whole thing. I mean, I have to because I work in that world, but like, I don't look at mental illness and mental disorder as disorder or illness. However, you know, both he and I technically have a diagnosis that, you know, we meet criteria for. We we definitely deal with mental stuff, mental health stuff, anxiety related. Our, I have my whole life. He has as well. You know, we We've worked with professionals. Our symptoms are clinically significant. They impair our functioning at times or they we have. We get it. We get it. So I'm just thinking that maybe he felt like he's like, you know, some people just feel like they can joke yeah. about it, but with no context around it, you know, it's yeah, like it. you might think that that sounds really, really derogatory and insensitive. So yeah. I feel I after listening to I'm like, I feel like I just need to make a statement. Well, about and that. maybe me knowing all of you in that room mm-hmm. and him saying that, like I was able to find it funny because, yeah, I mean, because he's also a comedian. Yes. You know. It was said in jest, however, and he's also in an anatomy class right now, and they just learned the difference between a disorder and an illness and everything else. So, like, some of this is fresh, I think, and it was a joke, and it mm. was funny, but it's also kind of real. No, like, he make, he's he's kind of like a deprecating, yeah. sense, oh, of, yeah, self-deprecating sense of yeah. humor, so he, like, jokes about it all the time. Yeah. So, anyways, and I think sometimes it's very helpful that when you struggle with yeah. this sort of these sort of related things, that having a sense of humor about it is actually quite cathartic. So, uh-huh. just, anyways, I just wanted to add that. Did you have anything else to say about about that no except that i listened to i think i listened to the whole that whole episode and i could not relate to well i think you had a hard time getting through it too right i did because as you're sitting there describing numbers letters days of the week months and i'm like what are you talking about like it's just like you seeing colors with sound like in sound baths and stuff and you seeing colors and i've tried over and over a lot of people see colors with sound no i know i know but what i'm saying is it's the same it's a similar thing it's not similar it's not similar i don't think this is this is this is synesthesia i don't think that's synesthesia. i'm not saying it is what i'm saying is the experience of being able to have two Mm -hmm. things come together in a way Mm -hmm. that if somebody doesn't have that like i can't 
force myself to do it is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I can't make myself see colors when we're doing that exercise. Just like I right. can't, okay. I can't right. assign we personalities to it. numbers and letters. Yeah. So. And I don't understand, we don't understand how you can't. Right. But um, I realize that that, you know, that that, I'm surprised you listened to it. I think it'd be incredibly boring for somebody that has no idea or can relate to this. You all sound a little off. And a little odd, not really. Um, but it's something that I've been wanting to do. I wanted to get us all down yeah. in the room and to share our stories and compare. And um, it's so fascinating to me still. Um, and so, yeah, we've been a little heavy and releasing the podcast this week because the day before that, like Nick wanted a podcast, but he doesn't have OLP. So like we we just did two of them instead, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> two episodes. So here we are back to our yeah. reg- regularly scheduled I, program. I thought it was funny and I did enjoy it because obviously I know all of you. I don't know that somebody that doesn't know all of you talking about that. Like it is pretty wild that four people out of seven. Mm-hmm like you said, the percentage is like 2% or something. It's such a small percentage. And then to sit there and come together and- The compare the stories to me is the most fascinating thing. Like I was listening back and I realized that Katie R, my daughter, like correct me, I could be wrong here. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, But I think we had the exact, I didn't even realize it when we were recording because I guess wasn't listening closely. I think we had the exact same stories for and situations for- our numbers, which was like really interesting to me. Um, And then yesterday I read an article and this guy had written this funny article about his OLP and he was describing number five as being an asshole too, like the same way or like a bully. And he's an MIT, is he not a neurologist, but is he a neuroscientist or something? Something along those lines. Like at MIT. So, and he was, the way he was vividly describing his relationship. It was so funny. I was like- Like five sucks. Yes, it was exactly- I was like, did you listen to our podcast? It was so good. So I sent that to the kids. I know they won't read it. But the funny thing is, is that I think in there that he had said that he identified with the number four. And when I didn't ask these guys, and I've actually coincidentally have been pondering myself lately, what number do I identify with most? most, And I realized it was number four. So I put out a text yesterday. Actually, I asked Katie K first, and she said number four. And then... um, then I put out a text message and Christopher responded, number four. I was like, that is so insane that we've, Katie um, did not have any, she, she's like, I don't know. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. So I just thought, I was like, that is so interesting. And the, so this guy, yeah, he had the same idea of number four as we did. The other thing, and I don't want to belabor this, but that I've been thinking a lot more about too, is like how this impacts the way we are able to see maybe all things around us, because it really sort of objectifies this idea of subjectivity, really, because as I was asking them, like, I feel like I can jump into number six and look at number five through six's eyes. And that's very different the way number four is going to view number five. And we can do that with every number. And it's just, it just comes up automatically. And it's a number. It's not a person. So if you, I'm sure that you, if you think about it in your life where you look at me and you're, if you've ever thought about that, or maybe it works better in sibships. Like if you could potentially look at my, my middle, let's, let's look at a middle sibling. If I, if you looked at let's say my brother Tim, Mm -hmm. through my eyes, you would probably be able to see a version of Tim. And then if you try to put yourself in Michael's shoes, you might see a different version of Tim. Does that feel relatable to you? Well, it does. And that's why I'm not actually that surprised at what you're saying because I understand their numbers, but you're basically personifying them. So it's like, well, if you've established relationships and you have this whole narrative, then that kind of just tracks that. I mean, I get that. It does, but it is pretty fascinating to think how easily it comes up. Yeah, I get that. That's the the part that because it's, it's this fictitious like world that is not 
It's, to you guys, it's real. It's not it's fictitious, there. but it's just there. It's just there. I've never yeah. met number one, you know, in real life. Uh-huh. <laughs> just nobody's Yes, you like. have. He's right here. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so that was, that was fun. That was a fun episode to put on record. Yeah. And I, I mean, for us. I told anyways. you that I wanted to go back through and like... You know, track, okay, what what was the same? What was different? There is, you had asked me when you and I had talked about this topic before, I guess I also want to clarify. I feel like you had asked me if there's anywhere you can go online and they'll track those trends. And I said, I think I said no. And there is. No, you I, said there is, but you have to take like a whole quiz thing and you then take you a, get. It's, no, it's not even that difficult. I don't know that I could find the site again, but I do remember taking it. And then it will tell you how many, you know, 80% of the people say number one is male, you know? Oh, okay. And then there are some where it's really kind of 50-50. And what I thought was interesting is that, as I recall when I did that, that correlated to also, like, there are some where I'm like, solidly can pick a gender, and there are some where I'm like, oh, if you listen to All of you, all of you We all struggled with that. So, um, just an interesting little tidbit there. I felt like my, yeah, those results of the online survey correlated with my own. No, that did make, like, I obviously am no researcher or thinker, Uh but, but I would you know be curious i guess not having not knowing anything about that just based on listening to you guys and the characteristics that you gave is to kind of like put down you know build out this chart or whatever and have people go in because like you said if 80 percent say okay this is male or this is female or this is maybe you know non-gendered or just Mm -hmm. you know whatever then or colored Mm -hmm. or you know whatever the case is Mm -hmm. to see the similarity and if it and if it tracks where it's 80 percent, well what's the demographic of the people that track that way what's the person Type. What's the what is there a common denominator? There's gotta be when I think about the fact that Katie and I are viewing the numbers exactly the same. Right. To me, yeah, absolutely that is playing into this. So that's super fascinating. Also, I've been reading a lot about sacred not a lot. I've been reading about sacred geometry lately. Um, reading about early mathematicians and like Pythagoras, like he gendered numbers. Um they put archetypes onto numbers. I mean, they so they're all in a way personifying numbers. Like that's what sort of led to some of the discovery of so much of the math that we know today. So there's something there. There there's something there. It's not right. just some freak like thing. That- no, and that's what I'm saying is <laughs> is, you know, again, you there's so many variables you'd probably have to track, but what's the denominator or denominators that, you know, have let people share in that maybe across the board or 90% mm-hmm. of it or whatever else? Like mm-hmm. what is that trigger? Is it, you know, is it a personality type? Is it I I don't, I, I don't I'm not I just, I'm just saying just that as a maybe simple some sort but, of intuitive ability, but yeah. um like Carl Jung was really into this apparently as well as he was studying the um sort of maybe the archetype or the personification of numbers as more of like, you know, a symbol situation. Um, or I'm, you know, sort of, I guess really kind of the way he, what my understanding is it very kind of correlates with sacred geometry as well. So it's a world that is, makes sense to me. And also is like still very, um, in its infancy as I'm exploring it. It's It's neat. It's neat to have this ordinal personification, linguistic personification thing and be exploring these ideas at the same time. To me, it seems like trying to explore the universe. Like, oh, I... That is what it is. I get it. Hello. I know it is. is I'm saying, but, you know, on a a physical, tangible level, almost knowing like, oh, this is the galaxy, this is the universe, and then being like, but it's so vast and you have to start at these little pieces of it and you start to put it together, but then you'll also know you'll never put it all 
all together because right. it's so right. complicated and it yeah. is yes but then like i feel like if said, i had my dad's brain i could put it all together so it's like it's very it's very angsty feeling very frustrating too yeah. very there's a very there's a lot of frustration there <laughs> <laughs> it's just too big <laughs> So, anyways, I, I spent more time on that than I wanted to. What are you looking at um, there? Are you, are you, uh, I've okay. been thinking about this a lot, and I've been meaning to bring it up in one of our chats. You're making me I nervous now. Just haven't because I really don't know that I have much to say about it, other than just the curiosity. Oh, so you're just bringing at me in this. Have you ever, so. when you were younger, did you have an imaginary friend? You're gonna ask me if I remember if I had an imaginary yeah. friend. Um, if you don't, you don't. It's fine. I don't think so. I okay. can't definitively say I didn't, but I don't. I, I don't know now. I don't that's, know. That's not surprising based on what they say about people that are children that have imaginary friends and like what I know about you. Uh huh. Because um, they're usually like really imaginative and creative children. Yeah, not not, not so much me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not. No, true. I'm. Yeah, I. You know, but when I go back that far, like I, I don't have a lot of vivid memories. Yeah. So I wish I knew the answer to that. I'm trying to, oh, I'm getting frustrated here. I thought I had. Like my mom would probably, she'd probably remember something like I that. Remember I remember when I was like younger. Do you remember the show Growing Pains? Uh-huh. Did you remember how, was it Maggie and Mike Seaver? They had, is that, that's Growing Pains, right? With Kurt Cameron? With Kurt No, Cam- yeah. Yeah, Kurt yeah, Cameron's okay. Growing Pains, right? Yeah, yeah okay. okay. Right? Yeah. I think so. Now you got, now you have me second guessing myself, but I think they so. They ended up having that like child late in life. What was her name? So they had the little girl. So like. Do you remember that character? It was like in the later years I of the series. I don't remember her name though. Okay. Well, she had like this imaginary friend and what it was like this mouse or like they had this whole episode. It was like so weird. It was the bizarrest thing, but it stood out to me because I think they like, I don't know if they had her under, like, well, my, Mr. Seaver was like a psychiatrist, right? So I think there was like this whole thing of like, they you did, remember way more they than did this do. whole <laughs> twist on like why children, you know, the psychological like origins or um, etiology or whatever, why, why baby not babies my children have imaginary friends and in that show what was kurt cameron's name was it mike as well was it mike and i don't we'll know. fact check I don't, this yeah, later we, we'll talk about it next episode but anyways he was like kind of out of the house by the time she was like seven or something so her imaginary friend was a mouse but it she named it mike or whatever the older brother's name was okay. so the whole theory behind it was is that children have imaginary friends and they name them after somebody really important to them that they feel like they don't have a close enough relationship with and i just remember watching that i, I could be totally wrong but this is my recollection of this show now i should try to like find it on youtube or something i'm sure it's out there but i was i remembered that i had an i had a girl that i used to talk to all the time i just pretended she was there and i would have conversations with her and she would follow me around what was her and this name? was very young like i was probably preschool age because i remember i was home alone with my mom so my brothers would have been in school and so i must have been like maybe four th- three or four her name she looked exactly like marcia brady from the brady bunch but the young marcia brady like in the early years of the brady okay. bunch and her name was don <laughs> <laughs> which is your dad's name yeah isn't that funny? For many reasons, <laughs> all of it. Why? Why for many reasons? Like I never that your dad's thought, name was Don. I never you named w- this imaginary imaginary girl. Uh-huh. Your dad's name. Uh-huh. That just seems a little odd because it seems like, well, that's your dad. You would relate that, okay, Don's a male in your in your world. Yeah. Like it's yeah. probably the only Don you knew. Yeah. And then you name this imaginary friend of yours. Yeah. Your dad's name. And you also 
kind of had a close relationship with him. Like, Well, I don't know that I did at that age, but I don't know that I was pining for it, but maybe I was, you know? Maybe. Like he worked, he was, he worked full time, right? And like, in fact, if That's anything, true. When you were younger, if it was anything, different like, then. I yeah. hated when like my mom had to be gone in the evening and my dad was responsible for the nighttime routine because like he didn't do it right, you know? Like that's just how yeah, like- because he worked all day and he's like, yeah, I don't- you know, I it's just, just like, I want my mom to yeah. tuck me into bed and like, you know, brush yeah. my hair or whatever it is, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. it's just different. Did your dad ever brush your hair? No, but I do remember one time like playing, because you know, when we were kids, we just played outside all the time. And I was like playing outside in the snow, like in this wooded area with my friend how this happens I don't even know and then like coming in my mom was like gone for the evening and taking a bath and feeling the back of my head and it was like all stuck together which I learned later I remember was like dad what's he drawing my hair and he was like oh you have burrs like I was probably like six or something my hair was all ratted up in burrs (laughs) I remember him like trying to get him out and I was like you suck where's mom like (laughs) I bet I can only imagine you're a real joy to be around with that (laughs) but I just remember again it was like one of those situations like do you even know what you're doing you know of course he did none of us know what we're doing yeah exactly (laughs) Uh, let's just cut it out yeah so anyways i'm no expert on imaginary friends i just have thought about that a few times over the years and i just realized i never like think to ask you about it do you ever i thought it'd be cool to ask about it right here right now (laughs) yeah and then you get an answer no i don't think so Well, that puts the end of that conversation. Uh-huh. As an adult, do you ever, or maybe not as an adult, but as you grew older, did you ever like feel like you kind of went back to having an imaginary friend or? No, I don't think so. But based on what I feel like it's in my, it's in like, it's in the astrology chart. Um, my, I really, I've always related to my dad strongly. Like I feel yeah. like we're the same. I've always felt like we're the same coming from the same thing and also this probably like maybe just also this feeling of like having there's distance there so it didn't it also doesn't based on what that show growing pains <laughs> said about imagining childhood imaginary friends imaginary friends on unconscious levels perhaps there was something there even though i don't recall ever you know again like feeling like I wish I was, you know, wish my dad was home or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, or feeling like he wasn't around or anything or something like that. Yeah. That makes me, uh, I guess leads me to another question unrelated to that part of it, but your dad, because you are very much cut from the same cloth in a lot of ways. And did you, have you asked your dad if he has OLP? Yeah. We talked about that in our last episode. He doesn't have you it. You asked your Cause dad. He, okay. Yeah. Because you even said, I bet you were hoping your dad had it. And I was like, yeah, and he doesn't. I know. I can't keep track of what we talk about on the podcast versus <laughs> other. I know we talked I know. about you can't Christopher keep track and, of much. Of much. I, Christopher <laughs> and Katie's dad, I know that question came up. Yeah, he does. I didn't remember the question about your dad though so yeah no he does not okay so nor does my mother and i did come across something where somebody said that they found they found they were in a conversation where they found three other people too and they were like floored that they were able to well wasn't that that guy from mit it was okay that's what i thought i I didn't read the whole thing but i saw that that part of it that like they were like this is like, and actually for what they were talking about, I thought they said like one in a hundred thousand people or That's something right. like that. Yeah. And there were three of them that yes. all shared the same thing within, whether it was within the department or yes. whatever That's group right. it was. And like they were having the same conversation about yeah. it as that us four were yeah. just totally able Crazy. to go back and forth and like 
<laughs> so yeah, so that is that makes me think of another thing I wanted to talk about. I just have a. What do you do? You have a checklist on your phone. You're like no checking boxes I had, off. But... I do. I have wrote something down because I okay. had to. I had to. I had to quote it. So do you want to do you want to get through that? You can put your phone down and we can like maybe it's distracting to me. Well, this is leading it. into this. Okay. Okay. This also relates to childhood. Okay. So mm-hmm. I was listening to last week. I pulled it up again today because I thought, well, I think I want to ask you about this too. Um, last week I was listening to Julia Louis-Dreyfus has a podcast called Wiser Than Me where she is interviewing older women um, seeking wisdom about aging. And so she has an episode with Jane Fonda. And long story short, you'll have to listen to it. I'm not going to give at all the details. <laughs> but there was this point where John, Jane Fonda gave her favorite quote. And it's a T.S. Eliot quote. And it says this. <laughs> we shall not cease from exploration and the end of all of our exploring will be to arrive where we started and to know the place for the first time. And so Julia Louis-Dreyfus has this whole thing where she said that like, I don't even know how long ago it was. Her mom's 89 now. So maybe it was like 10 years ago. Could have been 20. She says on the podcast. She's also said in other podcasts. So I did know this backstory that her mom called her one day and was basically like, I'm sorry about all the things that happened to you. I wish there was so much that I could like say to you basically about our relationship and blah, blah, blah. And she just said, well, mom, why not? Why not start now? So they entered therapy together apparently. And like, like, process through all this stuff and like wow. continue to have these conversations yeah pretty cool right yeah so at the end of the episode she calls her mom i don't know if she calls her mom at the end of every episode just as it's like their little thing um she called her mom read her this quote you know talked about the whole jane fonda interview very briefly and basically like asked her mom like you know based on this quote what about so she said like is she asked her mom like if you like if you think about my childhood julius look back at her childhood do you still see remnants of her then, here, now? So like this idea of like, you just end up where you started. So what was she doing back then that's still left over now? And it was related to like basically her having conversations with fictional characters and probably related to just like her life as an actress and all of that and how that made full sense. Like she ended up, you know, coming full circle. And there's this idea that that's potentially what we all do. So I guess what I wanted to ask was, what about for you, Jim? How was your childhood play? And are there remnants of it around in you today? Wow. Okay. (laughs) I mean... So were you even listening? And now all of a sudden you're like, wait, I don't think I was listening. No, I was listening. But at the whole time, I'm like, oh, shit, I know where you're going with this. And you're going to ask me. And I'm going to... I like, now I got to think about that. That's a big question. It is a big question. What things were you interested in as a kid? Um, Do you know if there was a theme there? Like little, let's try to go. I know you just said you don't have many early childhood memories, but I think that's where you got to go is the earliest you possibly can. Like kindergarten? Do you have any kindergarten memories? (laughs) I mean, you have your kindergarten Halloween memory, right? You've talked about that. That was first grade. (laughs) Oh, that was first grade. My kindergarten memory was missing the bus after school (laughs) and having my teacher drive me home and bawling my eyes out. I'm not surprised. And I think she had a little orange like Pinto or something like that. (laughs) So that's my kindergarten memory. And I remember the letter people on the the classroom. (laughs) Do you remember what you were... Um, Like, do you remember any of your pretend play? What was it around? Well, that's what I don't know that it goes back that far, but 
How could you not remember? Well, man, I'm thinking about toys that I played with, you know, when I was growing up, you know, everything it was the, 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 you know, GI Joe, He-Man. What were they doing? What were they doing though? I think it was, you know, it was focused on building a whole like world. Building. Yeah. You weren't necessarily like at war because I could, you could also take those toys and have them battling each other. Yeah. I mean, I think it was more the setup is what like I liked. I liked setting it up putting the stuff together i like building things and i like exploring you know but yeah i don't think it was like the whole like army man i'm battling the you know like i don't think that was a big draw for me okay i think it was just i think it was more of you never really did any of your characters ever have conversations with each other or were you literally yeah no they were laying on the floor and you were putting together no i think there was constantly (laughs) some kind of communication i played barbie with my what were they talking about that's what I that, want to know. Yeah, I don't know. You, we got to pause it for a quick second here. Why? Because he's, I think, destroyed something out there. I don't know what. I'm going to go look. So my characters, they did have conversations, but I don't remember okay, the conversations they had. This is where you need to had. pause and think then. Just, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. Think about it. What comes up for <laughs> How you? long do you want to sit As here? As you picture them, what comes up for you? I don't, I mean, I, mean, I were, don't were they? Was there strategic planning involved in their conversations? Well, I think like, I'm sure was playing like, Barbies, like with my that? neighbor friend, like, uh-huh. There was relationships and there was, you know. I highly doubt you did that. Why? You were why? probably like, do you, do you want- think I was like, oh, I'm Ken. You were, you no, know, yeah, you were probably like, I'm going to be, I'm going off to work to work on some Excel spreadsheets. <laughs> or like, you were probably like, I'm going to be doing yard work, honey. I will see you at the end of the day. Like, <laughs> Let's go for a ride in the convertible, honey. Okay. That's where it was at. Ooh, let's go in the Barbie hot tub, honey. Yeah, right. (laughs) So, yeah, but okay, so... Besides that, because that and that involved your, I mean, I guess I'm thinking more about what you did when you were alone in your own space, like without the influence of others. Um, I don't, I don't know. I you say without the influence of others. I mean, I had two sisters. I don't know that I was alone that much. How could you? I had three brothers. I was alone all the time. I know, you but you were the youngest. Alone. I was in the middle. I mean, I had time alone. I'm just saying, like, if I had time alone, I was probably you never alone. You, <laughs> you know, you were alone. <laughs> no, but I'm just, I mean, you know, yeah, if I was in the kind of like, I, I think creating like little make-believe worlds with the toys and stuff like that was. Okay. I know our basement, we had a fireplace with the hearth and stuff and I would like set stuff up on the hearth and then the floor and build a scene, whether it was G.I. Joe or, you know, He-Man or whatever. But I mean. What were the scenes though? I don't, I. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I don't know. You have I don't know. You don't know what the scenes were? I don't. I think they were. I think the scenes were more like, okay, what is the box show? What is like, what is this layout? Like, you know, if you've got like an aircraft carrier and then you've got these characters and stuff and like positioning them. So it was, but I don't, I don't know what the scenes were. Like I, that's, I don't know. Okay. So this, this, this actually, this makes sense to me. (laughs) But you're, and it shouldn't surprise you either because this also uh, is congruent with everything else I've shared on this podcast about my childhood i did like when i and i don't know when i started but but i did like to draw like i was like okay i did like to like i know um probably when i was i don't know if i was a teenager yet but i probably was maybe early teens or at least double digits um like created a video game with a neighbor friend of mine a couple neighbor friends yeah we talked about that what kinds of things did you like to draw um anything Anything? Anything. Really? I don't know, like characters. Like when I, yeah, I told you I made up some He-Man characters and Mm -hmm. submitted them for a contest, but just like whatever I was into, (laughs) He-Man. What what did you, you called him He-Man before. (laughs) He-Man. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. So like maybe even maybe I'm going too deep here, but like so just like the full character because I feel like if I was gonna draw, it was gonna be I would just draw faces. I love drawing faces or like flowers. Um, yeah, I feel like I'd be and full like characters. just like just the actual flower, not the stem or the leaves. So like, yeah. no, I would definitely do the whole thing. Okay. I'd have to have the whole thing. Like it wouldn't just be I don't think a piece of something. It would have been the whole thing of something. Like I'd want to be able to look and see that whole you know all of it. Okay. Where I think you, that's where you are more so focused. No, we're, on... no, 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 you really like to, to just get right off you as fast well, as you can. Well, we can talk about both of us but here. No, because I'm curious while we're on this topic, like how, what are the remnants? If you think about your early childhood then, as little as that's there, which side note, I'm starting to think that these alien dreams are just actual aliens, like coming in for like a little vital signs check on you that aside how does that how does that <laughs> correlate to the rest of this you just want to slip that in i mean that was uh, i just don't know that you're one of us that's all i'm saying <laughs> so this, this i'm definitely not one of this you shady memory that what, you have what, what is us let's vague, define us this vague childhood that existed supposedly for you what are the remnants that are left over still now as 45 well, year old jim i think that i liked to explore um i get you know i guess i would say like we had woods behind us and stuff and we used to go sledding in the winter but i being out there and feeling like even in the summer like riding my bike on those trails and just feeling like i was exploring new ground and new territory mm-hmm. i love that like okay. i loved kind of like i don't want to say creating my own path but just feeling like this is all new so i think i still do that today like i like to try or i don't want to say try new things but i like to explore i like to um i like to learn new things like i like to like check i don't know okay i'm not saying this right but yeah basically like i like to explore the world in different ways and and to me like even if you and i go to kensington and go on the nature trail and stuff i'm always like let's go this way let's go this way you know i want to do this because i want to get to a part of the trail that feels new to me i want to i want to have that experience where i feel kind of lost and transformed um into a different world okay like i like that like when we went to new york and we Mm -hmm. went um um to the gorges Mm-hmm. in the state park it's escaping the name of me mm-hmm. and we walked in there and we were all in awe but to me that was like i mean that was like transcendent it was like a completely different world it felt like left this place mm-hmm. and gone someplace else and i could live here okay so what's think, what's there like are you seeking something in that strange unchartered probably magical and we're all seeking world? something right yeah we are so what are um, you seeking you think i think peace tranquility um maybe just this idea of something new okay and untouched something untouched i don't i mean and i don't know that yeah. you need an answer I just no think, i know that's what i'm, I think I'm it's thinking that, that i don't think i can i don't think on. i can put words exactly to it because i don't think i know exactly what it is but i can i can feel the experience of it like i can i can feel what i'm looking for but i can't put it into words necessarily can you see it inside your head um well each one's a little different what do you mean each one? Well, you say, can I see it inside my head? When I'm, I guess each world is a little bit different and doesn't have to be the same. So it's it's the experiences maybe a similar experience, but yeah, I guess that's interesting though. That you're like, I can feel it. I was just wondering, can you also see it? And you're like, you stopped there. It was mostly like you're. Oh well, you I can feel it. So if I was necessarily see, if it. I was talking about like if I was talking about New York where we went, like I can totally see it that place what i'm saying is though it's not isolated to that place it could be many different places Uh that was just one experience and yes i can see that that makes sense okay so 
Okay. Yeah, I just um, and again, I guess, I guess trying to articulate it, but it's it is this just, and I've never been like a big hiker or something. I know like your you know your brother, he goes and hikes in the Rockies and has done you know all over the place, and I think that would be a very cool experience. What about building things? It what? sounds like you and part of this your yeah. childhood play was to build things. I think it's the idea of like more like a puzzle. Like I like building things, but I think I like building things because it feels like a puzzle. It's it's okay. putting things together and figuring out how the pieces fit and making them fit in a certain way. That's okay. the part I like about it. And what remnants there are remaining for you? How does that show up today? I think that shows up today in my desire to, I mean, if I even look at like building things or doing things, like I like to learn, okay, we're going to build a patio. I can figure out how to do that. I can figure out how to lay it out, you know, mm-hmm. you know, doing the room that we record this in, putting up the wainscoting and stuff like that. And there's angled ceilings and there's all of this. It's like, I can figure out how to put this together and make this work and cut these angles and do this. It's, you know, it's like a puzzle. And when the last house we did our dining room with the wainscoting and it's like, I like that challenge because it's like, okay, they need to be evenly spaced, but you have to work around, mm-hmm. you know, outlets and corners and all of this other stuff. So how's it going to work around the whole room? Like I enjoyed that challenge. Sounds like misery (laughs) (laughs) because when you solve it it's rewarding well i could get that the process of doing it sucks in a way but at the same time it's like not to not do it right right because (laughs) that's that's part of it is knowing that this can be solved there is an answer here that will work there are many answers that will work but also i think that's part of it it's like testing yourself in Uh a way you know and challenging yourself okay so you probably didn't have an imaginary friend Maybe you had like imaginary cities or something. That's more likely, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Cut cut the relationship crap. (laughs) Let's just go right to a place, a thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably, yeah, design a machine or something else, you know. You had an imaginary robot walking around with you? (laughs) (laughs) Anything without feelings. Uh That's where it was at. I'm kidding. Okay. Well, I don't know if I really answered your question. I get that there's a... Com- complicated, complex that thing that just, there's no... It, it, it absolutely is. And it's, you know, I think I'm just starting the exploration here with this question. Well, so that's what I want so to circle... So think further back, back more, to you. Know, you. Uh-huh. And what would you say that you've taken from your childhood? I don't know. And- I'm not sure. And I'm not sure if it's just because I heard Julia's answer and I was like, oh, I did the same thing. I'm obviously not a famous actress, so that doesn't track. But um, I remember... Obviously, I had a very imaginary friend from a very young age. And um, so I do think that mine are definitely more, you know, not surprisingly so, but relationship oriented. Um, I remember, you know, just even like I, I love the movie Annie. I remember being around that same age and just walking outside and screaming her name and hearing it echo off the rooftops and hoping that it would get to her and that she would come and find me, even though I knew she was a fictional character. I wanted to be best friends with her, you know, <laughs> like, um, I also remember like, just like dressing up and like having conversations with myself, but I'd be, but I was acting. So I'd be a woman having a conversation with another person and I'd just be going back and forth and it just, you know, I liked soap operas. So I'm sure it was just like mimicking soap operas, but I remember even my brother Benj being like, you know, if you weren't so shy, you'd actually be a really good actress. I remember him saying that to me. <laughs> Just, so you were playing two parts and you were acting yeah. at one, then acting a response from the yes. other and having like dialogue yes. and loved it. Yes. 
I like absolutely one of my favorite things to do. I'd like put jewelry on and makeup and dress up. Did you take it off when you were acting like the other person? No, you you can't do that because you got to go. I know that's okay. So you just yeah, you you picked a character (laughs) to dress like, but then you you played. Did you ever do more than two characters in a conversation? Did you have multiple? I don't think so. Um, no, but then, you know, all, all the stereotypical things though, too, like I was obsessed with babies and playing, like I played house with my friends, like all the time. That was our favorite thing. And it was all about like who we're married to, who are our best friend. I mean, our husbands were always at work for the day and we were all like, you know, living on this compound, raising our babies together. Like, I guess I don't even know, but just always, it was again, always very relationship oriented. Like let's pretend that we're fighting right now, or let's pretend that, you know, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Whatever there's, I know mean, all kids do that, but so were you, yeah, were, you, were you, I need to also think more about all this. Were you competitive at all as a child? I don't think, I don't think that I was, I don't think I've ever had an ounce of competitiveness in me, to be okay. honest. Cause we always used to play in the neighborhood, like ghost in the graveyard. And a lot of times, most of the time, I, well, I feel like we played at our house more than I anybody's house. I was not house, that child that had to cheat at a board game to win. I don't believe my parents ever had that problem uh, with me. I feel like they're, I don't think I ever cheated to win, but I would always I feel like, we, like we, there's always like that kid that has to do that, that, yeah. you know, and that you, there's always always that thing where you're like you can't always win like the parents are always (laughs) oh yeah i don't yeah i don't think i was like that but i just remember like playing ghost in the graveyard and i mean it was just like in a way i feel like i just want to keep going and going and going because i want to i want to win not not just like one round but like just the idea of like you you know you play again and again and again i just want i i just thought it was fun and i had no problem i don't think being the first one found like it wasn't a thing where i'm like i gotta be the last one found i guess that's that's fair i don't know that i was that like it wasn't like i want like it, i don't think it was like that but i like the challenge of it okay so it was fun but i also think like i would I work can, hard not to get caught i can 100 percent so. see that and i think that stands out for you i also think it stands out for your kids i think mm-hmm. that it again it's interesting blending families because you can really you get two you get groups of people together that aren't genetically related and it's like yeah. the things that all of you people do and are concerned of are very <laughs> foreign to me and interesting right. like and I, that's definitely, there's been a lot of competitiveness uh-huh. com, coming from your side and the other, our side is like, what is wrong with them? Like, yeah. who cares? Yeah. Why are you doing this? Just, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, yeah totally. No, it, it, that definitely plays out. That's why I, I thought I knew the answer to that, but I wanted to ask that question. And especially having three older brothers, I would imagine they were probably more competitive though, weren't they or no? Were they kind of the same? I have no idea. I'm so much younger than them, I yeah, think. Yeah, true. I do think that like, maybe I've talked about this before too, like your placement in your sibling group, like I think I just got used to like, well, they're always going to be better than me. It's almost like a nice little excuse to never have to really excel. You just expect to be at the bottom of everything, you know what I mean? And then you get to That's, a point where yeah. you adult and I mean, this isn't meant to sound, there've been areas where I'm actually the top performer in the room and I'm like, oh, I wasn't even like, okay, this is interesting. I wasn't really trying. It's a good feeling. I've never even cons- entertained wanting to be. Do you know what I mean? None of us are competitively <laughs> knitting here, okay? That's not fair. What do you mean? What are you saying? That's your thing that you're better than everybody at in this house? No, I'm talking about like maybe in the like in I'm, previous I, workplaces. I get that. Or I'm joking, like that. okay? Or in school. It was, fell flat, very flat. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand what you're saying there. And it is, I mean, it's, it, it's like you, you wouldn't notice it otherwise. And then it just kind of like, oh, okay. 
Wow. Yes. I thought everybody just, it's kind of like the OLP stuff that you guys are talking about. You just assume kind of like when yeah. you're like, everyone just has this. And I this do and think it's like, that like, and it's fun. Yeah. So yeah, just again, blending families. I think that as I'm sitting here having this conversation now, I think like that was always the thing for me and Christopher. We're like a little turned off by the competitive because it was competitiveness because it seems to show up when it's like, we're doing this activity and now you're so wrapped up in the competitiveness of it. It's like not even fun. Like we were coming here to do this thing together and have fun, but now it's like, you're just so hell bent on winning and like beating me like where'd my friend go mm-hmm. do you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> or whatever yeah no i get that so anyways speaking of which though i'm tickled pink because i hear in the background voices and i got home today and all three boys were gaming together in a way that they haven't and i don't even know how long i was like oh that's probably a good couple years if not longer more than that because this game they were playing i don't think they've all played it together in forever it probably has it probably has been at least three or four years you're right more than that i bet you like 17 or 18 i already told you they were playing it big time when we went to europe in 18 so okay then that's the last time yeah so that so somewhere after 1819 which would put us like four years okay somewhere in that range anyway yes uh-huh. i know it is it's it makes me want to cry a little bit oh are you gonna cry right now no let's keep I'm going not. i want to see you cry Come i'm not on, going to it. i'm let's not going it. to right now <laughs> let's do it it's been so just to like follow up on that again we touched on this the last time you and i spoke here alone about the peace and the love that we're all feeling here right now and it's like it's so cute. Like I can't even. <laughs> we well, you when you recorded and I was kind of in the background with Christopher and Katie and Nick mm-hmm. last week. We were talking about the movie Step Brothers and about how like Nick and Christopher are actually very much the two characters in their yes. their early relationship. Yes. They've always had like a little bit of a harder time. It's like they're they have a lot in common, or they like you know there's just so much like disconnect there. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they they also have they're also similar in ways where they when they get along they can get along they can really be there for each other you know which on is, a deeper level on, on a, a deeper deep, level yeah. thank you for clarifying that yes they can go both go deep so i just thought it was interesting because like for the past few months they've been just better i think you know mm-hmm. there's not like the how would you even describe it? i don't want to say it would be conflict necessarily maybe just like annoyance with say, each other i don't want to say something. resentment but it's like a um it's a lack of closeness in a way it's just a disconnect maybe yeah, a disconnect maybe but it's it, not it's not totally negative it's it's just kind of neutral like uh, there's a space that's kind of like all right we're just not we're not we really, don't have anything in common anymore yeah, maybe and yeah. like but anyways that has that i don't want to like make that sound more drastic than it was because it's not like they're actively fighting there was times so when I mean, they would actively fight when they yes. were younger they would actively fight of whereas course. no one else would actively fight right yep. so um anyways it's just been so nice to like see them in the last several months just have much more like support for one another and it was so weird that like nick was nick was like i think i'm gonna go to the football game last friday night christopher plays football and it was like i was like seriously and then like a few days went by and then like i don't think he was gonna go but then his i think his girlfriend was like are we gonna go like let's go i, I was just thought it was so cute that fiance, they, they came the to way. that fiance <laughs> yes that's the more accurate word and then coming home today and hearing them play play the game and they're getting along they're like not even like mad at each other while they're yeah in the past it's been like a battle and it's like they're maybe they're on opposite teams or somebody steals something that somebody i was supposed to get that and you took it like you you take everything and you're selfish and like there's this whole dynamic that plays out in the game yes 
And now it seems like, yeah, it's a different, I don't know what they're doing or how they're playing. This is like everything you, I mean, again, even if it's, you know, temporary, you know, relationships, things ebb and flow and, you know, all of that. But like, this is so beautiful to witness and be a part of right now Mm -hmm. as these guys age. Yes. I follow a stepmom on Instagram who I tend to bring up a lot because she's the only stepmom I follow. (laughs) I've been following her for a while. Jamie Yeah. She is much like me and also not. So that's why I kind of like her. And I've just been following her story for about four or five years now. She's literally like a stepmom influencer. Like that's her thing. And um, she's got a podcast too. And she doesn't, they have, she's a stepmom of three. And then they have a quote, ours baby, like her, she's a lot younger. So um, than her husband. So they have a baby together, but she's got very similar like circumstances. It seems like to us. And she was actually, her and her husband were podcasting today about how different it is to once your kids, because they, when she's, they've been married 10 years, they were heard the teenagers were little and now they're like 20, 19 and 16 and how much that has just changed in so many ways. And it was, I liked listening to it because I was like, yeah, that's exactly how it's been for us too. It's very, they're adults now. It's very, I know. It's very different. The day to day is so different when you think back to when this all started and the relationships have morphed in different ways and then also not at all, you know? Yeah. But there's been ups and downs along the way, but to be able to get to reach a point full circle where it's like, oh, back to where we started, you know? Absolutely. The good parts about where you started. Right. (laughs) I think as they mature and they start to set aside, maybe not even their egos, but their preconceived notions, their, you know, more immature feelings, their, you know, and just recognize like we're family and like you had mentioned the competitiveness and stuff like you get to a point where oh that's not important in this stuff anymore in the same ways we've all and they but the and we've always been there's always been they've always feel like our kids have always had this feeling of like we belong together we're family because we will randomly we would randomly catch them hugging yeah yeah. and just like like just doing these really cute things that like you couldn't even like ask for your kids to do and they're doing it all on their own but it does it's even more mature now and it's like yeah it's just like more apparent i think i don't know yeah i think at least right now it is right now yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) and hopefully don't want to jinx anything but you know it it is you can just you can see the bond well i can't the maturity of every each child is at a place where i can't see it going away i mean seriously i guess i should knock on wood but like i know i know because it's always been there right it's always also been there it just seems more at the yes it's just more present on the daily now yeah. Well, like I said, I think the competitiveness, the threat of maybe each other in some way that underneath a lot of layers existed. I feel like that's kind of at this point, it's gone. Yeah. I mean, they're just all kind of rooting for each other in whatever way. Yes. So it is different. The should say not even the competitiveness, maybe some of the jealousy that naturally yeah. comes from just siblings in general, but then make it a step family and a blended family. And mm-hmm. it's like, there's, I think there's extra layers to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. So it's. Are you going to cry still? I told you not right now. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a lot right now. And yeah, it's just, it's a big shift. It's a big shift. So I, I guess the thing is for me um, at this point, and again, this is right now, but I feel like, which is what every parent hopes for. They're not trying to get away from us. No, not right now. You know what I mean? They're at a point where it's like 
we were sitting downstairs last they're week. They're choosing to hang out with and us. And it's right like, now. yeah, they come down and hang out. And we were <laughs> studying, one of them was studying. And it's like, you've got four people in a room just listening to kind of the study session in between and, you know, talking a little bit. And it's just like in the past, you know, in earlier stages, okay, I, I'm going into my room, I'm going to go do this. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. there's, there's a desire to come together. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. And in fact... Which is a new transition, a welcome transition. It is a welcome transition. On Wednesday, we're going to a concert this week. Yeah, I think we said that before, actually, when you guys recorded last week. Oh, I I think we did. I can't remember when... Yeah, yeah, because we got the tickets earlier than that. And we're also going to one on Sunday night now. Yeah, which I don't know know about a Wednesday night concert. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in the middle of the week. You know, your work schedule, uh, come on. Like, it's a long drive. You're not driving. I'm driving. You just have to sit there. You can sleep on the way home. Like, seriously, you have nothing to do. That's I'm what I think probably is... Probably going to come away with COVID. Oh, release. my God. That's a, that's, a, that's a fair, like, worry. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's going to be fun. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> no, I was actually, like, really looking forward to it, like... I was like, oh, that'd be such a sweet concert. And then, like, I woke up Monday morning and I was like, oh, I don't know if I feel like going to that concert this week. Just because I think because of the day that it falls on. That's all. I totally agree with that. I mean, Wednesday is not an ideal day for a concert. I know I'll have fun. But it's going to, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun concert. And then Sunday is going to be, we're going to see um, Monoskin. And that's probably going to be the most, I'm guessing, unique concert I'll ever be, I'll ever go to. I have no idea what to expect. I know one song. You're like obsessed with them. Yeah, not, I know. You're not obsessed, but you are. I know a number of their songs. You are. You are really pushing for this one. You've been watching the ticket prices for weeks. Yes. So yeah. Yeah, I think it's gonna be. I think we're gonna be uh, outcasts. You do. Yeah, I think we're gonna stand out. Okay. We're gonna outcast. We're gonna we're gonna stand out. I think oh. at this one. Well, that's that's the way you like it. So <laughs> I don't know about You'll that. Be in but all your glory. We'll be at, we'll be at the back of the pit on that one, leaning up against the railing, going, "What did we get ourselves into here?" <laughs> you think? I, okay. Wow, it's gonna be that rowdy. No, huh? I don't. I don't know. I don't think it's gonna be that rowdy, but I just think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be very energetic and very lively, and like I think it's gonna be a different level than. I mean, the Lumineers, obviously, hosier. Mm-hmm. Like that vibe, mm-hmm. which is a pretty chill, mm-hmm. like everybody's into it mm-hmm. versus kind of more of a rock, mm-hmm. you know, scene. Mm-hmm. And I might have to bring some earplugs. You're definitely, I think, going to bring earplugs. Really? And earplugs. Okay. I think so. Okay. But all right. But I think both of them are Macklemore and them. I mean, you read kind of the comments and what people have to say, and I think it's just it is. It's an experience. It's a show. Like they put on a show. Like they're going to both put on good shows. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. But totally different than obviously what we're what we're used to. I have to do a lot to. of um, earthing this week. To prepare <laughs> you for are it. going to have to definitely. So earthing's my new thing this week, Jim. Um, trying to get you on board. Once you when, do you know do you know what it is? Earthing is connecting with the earth, grounding, getting yourself skin to skin, skin to earth skin contact. To earth. Yes. No barrier between it. Yeah. That's not our dog barking, is it? No. What dog? There's a, oh, I don't know. Okay. So anyways. Sorry. Yeah, thanks. So yes, that's what it is. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it was funny or interesting because I got a text, actually it was just last night, from a friend that uh-huh. you had posted a reel of me walking barefoot on a path at Kensington. And he's like, I literally watched 
the reel like multiple times and I could feel it like in my I feet like this experience. I thought it was the one experience. of my feet in the water actually. I think it was me walking on the, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're wrong, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe we're I think, both wrong. But anyways, yeah, so th- any, so yeah, it's spreading like wildfire. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, but I'm going to try it. I'm, I'm trying to do it at least, at least 30 minutes a day, a minimum. Like if I can be barefoot outside, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I was thinking, of, I was thinking about it too. Like I, I feel like there's been periods of my life where I've done it, not for that reason at all, but like I've spent way more time barefoot. Yeah. And I think as an adult, when especially kids, like, you do. yeah, well, yeah, but kids even, these days don't, but when we were kids, someone as an adult, I feel like being out in the yard and everything, like I would go out barefoot and I'm like, I just don't do that. I mean, unless we're going in the pool or something like just don't do that. I know. I know. So we're going to start doing it. We're going to get reconnected with the earth. We're going to reap its benefits on our bodies, revitalize, you know, all that. All that. All that. <laughs> so there's fun science behind it, obviously, um, but not going to go into that. Oh, I did want to get into, I, I don't, you, you'll probably say we talked about this last week too, but last, a week ago, Monday, mm-hmm. we went and did another sound bath. Yes. A different place. And before we went in, she said, does anybody want to be, I don't know if that she called it saged, but basically. Yeah, she did. And everybody was doing it. So. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell by the disappointment what I want to say. <laughs> She spent an abnormally long time <laughs> saging you. So I just want to point that out that I'm thinking she was detecting some. She said that she said that she can see auras. Yeah. Which the my, the first thing I heard when she said that was that I was envious because I want to be able to see auras. And then also, oh, no, don't look at me. <laughs> I don't want to know. Uh-huh. No, she it was fine. But it was interesting because it was a really, it was a different sound bath than what we're used to. I think I like, I think it's hard to say which one I like. She had no gong. So I do like the gong mm-hmm. that the other one provides. Um, But it was cool and... Um, she said that she could read the auras of the people in the room. So based on that, she was going to modify because it's a chakra based um, mm-hmm. sound singing bowls that she use uses. So it was a lot longer too that we were there than the other one. Yeah, it was like an hour and a half. So yeah, by the time it was all said and done, yep. we weren't like listening to sound the whole time. But there was a full hour, I think, of sound, yeah. and the other half hour was like saging and whatnot. So <laughs> right, all the people. Um, so yeah, that was cool. Yeah, no, it was good. I definitely gonna, would come back there. I took a went to a conference last week. Well, I didn't go to one. I attended one virtually because, you know, so it was in my living room. But um, it was, you know, I think it continuing ed for my license, and it was interesting because you don't get a lot of social work continuing ed in offered to you in the world of energy healing. So I was like, oh, cool. So it was about energy healing. They covered sound baths and um, this thing called Emotion Code and Earthing, actually, is she's the one that turned me on to this book that I read. And now I'm so I'm all about the earthing. Um, and also acupuncture. She spent a lot of time talking about the sound bath. She actually is a certified sound bath person she okay. says she, she says she's not you don't call the sound bath therapist but she provides sound therapy like i don't remember how she worded it but you can get like a certificate in it but so she you know went into more depth about what's happening to the energy in the body when it responds to these sounds himalayan sound i forget i think she like tibet people mostly call them tibetan, the sound tibetan bowls, bowls. but she's i think she said they're more properly himalayan i think is what she said okay 
But um, yeah, and then she talked a lot about acupuncture. So now that's my next thing. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I need a call, but it's, it's expensive. So I, you know, between that and transcendental med- meditation, I want to pay for both, and I think they're both pretty pricey. But I think acupuncture is gonna get moved up on my list for next. I'm 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 a believer. I get it now, and I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I think you should. Yeah. Yeah, I want to do it too. But I, yeah, I think you should do it. Yeah. I want to do it. And then because then even like I was looking yesterday, I, I need to talk to a person about it because I wouldn't need, I don't need there's a couple of things that I'm hoping to address through acupuncture. So I don't know if they're going to be like, well, one thing at a time or, you know, how much money that's going to be or what. But I have terrible melasma that I did got that did first appeared when I was pregnant with Katie and it was just like a mustache. And it was just like I went and they were like, yeah, there's not really much you can do about it. I mean, here there's creams. We can, They gave me creams. They're kind of toxic. So you, you really can't wear them long term and then i've gotten chemical peels it's so like out of control and i mean and basically everybody says that like it's just genetic it's hormonal it's skin type it's all these things and there's like yeah you just nothing you can do about it it might go away it might not and no apparently chinese medicine has a whole explanation for it and i was i believed it so i was like and they and they say acupuncture is works so well, i'm like you'll find out maybe i'll find out but if not there's other things that i would like to be seen for too so i'm gonna jump on that i guess that's all i want to say about that <laughs> well we will talk more about that when you take the plunge yeah when i take the plunge i need to figure out just setting something up making yeah. The appointment, the consultation, talking dollar signs, uh-huh. and then go from there. Insurance doesn't cover that, I'm assuming, or I doubt it. Yeah, doubtful. So this conference I went to, though, she um, was saying that you know, most healthcare systems are finally do- uh, jumping on to the validity of Eastern medicine, and so you'll see a lot of integrative options and therapies available. Just the, like available as a part of your treatment team. So if you have like something like a lot of the cancer um, centers will have acupuncture available now or energy healing or offer sound baths to their patients so and she was saying how it's just you know this multi-million dollar industry now and it it's finally mm-hmm. gaining something over here in the western world and you know you might want to jump in, in on that and get certified in these different areas and so that was just it was just cool she taught us a lot of cool things i wanted to ask you about Girl Interrupted because it's been brought up a lot on this podcast, I feel like, a few times. Okay. And even recently, that episode. You had never seen it. No. And I was inspired to watch it again, obviously, because we've just been talking about it. And I hadn't seen it, I don't think, in over 20 years. I started to not remember much about it, other than the fact that I literally sobbed through the entire movie the whole time, first time I saw it. And I, I'm going to ask you a question about this, but I guess I just want to start by saying, after we watched it this weekend, I remembered that that movie came out when I was at the height of and in the throes of my own sort of like mental health crisis. Okay. And I was... I was like newly into like treatment and I was really just kind of like hanging by a, I felt like I was hanging by a thread, but it was a strong thread of hope. I was believing my therapists and my doctors that these medications and these things were going to work and I was going to get through this. So I remember watching that and it feeling like a little scary. And it also gave me hope in a different way. Like I can't really explain it, but that's my point is that it touched me at that level because, well, it touches me still. I was tearful watching it this time, but it like struck such a strong chord at that point. And because of the point I was in my life and the high level of vulnerability I was feeling um, and also like relatability too. So what did you think of the movie? You had made some comments about who I reminded you of. (laughs) 
which cracked me up. Do you even remember? <laughs> was, I had a couple drinks. Yes. <laughs> so. You don't remember. Was it Lisa? I, um, yes. It was Lisa, wasn't Lisa. it? Lisa. Yeah. You kept saying Lisa. <laughs> I'm like, Jim, why? <laughs> that character played by Angelina Jolie. Yeah. I mean, obviously she was like no rules, just completely, you know, I, I mean, she was obviously in an institution and... I think just she lived life. Her filter was off and she was just like, it doesn't matter. And this isn't you. This this is the part. This isn't the part that's you necessarily, but I see part of this in you. You are genuinely and uniquely who you are. And like, I feel like that that was her character was just like, you guys can tell me anything you want to tell me about, you know, who I should be or, you know, who I am, but I know who I am and I'm going to continue to be who I am. And I think that's the part. And obviously she was funny. She was a little bit crass. Like, I just, I see some parallels. She there. was mouthy. She was mouthy. Yeah. She was unapologetically who she, who she was. So. Which not everybody sees that version of me. To no, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like that. There is, are that's some a, people that have never seen that's that. That's an version. exaggerated <laughs> version of, I'm just saying there are elements of her character that I definitely like, I would think you might relate to a little bit. Okay. Is that, is that true or no? Or do you yeah, feel like? I think so. I mean, there's, yes. Because, um, yeah, I think there's people in this world that would relate to zero parts of her. So that, I yeah, definitely exactly. could relate to a few parts of her. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I think it's just this this idea of maybe it's not who you are, but who you want to be of just being like, I, I, I'm not going to apologize for who I am and I'm going to be who I am. And like, I, I like who I am, mm-hmm. which you should. But mm-hmm. like, that's, I mean, we all kind of strive for that goal too. But I think you more... Then like me, for example, you know, strive for authenticity and just like getting to that point, letting go of ego and stop worrying about everybody else, what they think and not trying to conform to anything and just be who you are and offer what you have to offer to the world. Like, okay. so yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember the end of the movie? Cause you were, can I, <laughs> I'm going to admit to you that I looked it up. You had to look it up. I looked it up yesterday because <laughs> I didn't did. remember the very, I remember most of it. I remember when they um, left and they went to, um, I don't remember her name, but the one that ultimately committed oh, suicide, which was terrible. Do you remember that part I, of the movie? No, it I, rem- the I remember most... that. I remember that, that part. By the way, it was a spoiler. Maybe you should Okay. The movie came out, what, 20 years ago, 20 some years ago? Yeah. Uh, if yeah, you haven't seen it. It was very, um, that was, it was very difficult. It was difficult. That was, that very, was very, like. Very difficult. Yeah. That was, that was tough. And then, and that that's kind of toward the end of the movie. I think. And Lisa's role in that, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because she was, yeah, again, her filter is... But did you, so you missed a lot after that, though. Like, it came full circle. Like, it was, the, there was so many tender moments at the end. Yeah, I missed, missed out I, on. Miss, I missed those. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have really to go back and... Uh, unfortunate. I know. <laughs> I know. I let myself indulge, which I normally don't do. And <laughs> paid for it. Yeah. No, I'm going to have to go circle back to the last probably 15 minutes i would say okay i don't think it was that much more so than that i still can't believe you've never seen it before i know i was shocked too because i'm watching this thinking oh it's gonna like click like i've seen this and then i was like no i definitely have not seen this movie okay so it was good though it was good and it wasn't as i guess i just always um in my head it was going to be this um distressing movie that was going to be like and don't get me wrong there were parts of it obviously like that that were you know hard to see Mm-hmm. But overall, the movie itself was like it was. I guess it was. It was like heartfelt and touching. It was funny. Like these are. It was very mm-hmm. human. Mm-hmm. You know, just mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. exploring the lives of these people that were in their different. Mm-hmm. You know. 
such a different world and... to like it just it was the 1960s this is you know the, the character played by Winona Ryder it's based off a book a real woman that experienced a year in a mental health hospital and she wrote about it and this is the movie of that but um such a different time period like mm-hmm. yeah they were locked up she was she had a suicide attempt and she was put away for a year mm-hmm. and couldn't leave like at that point you just she signed herself in but she had to wait until the doctors signed off on her and like again i just remember thinking too about like my own grandma who was hospitalized for nine months and yeah. had a newborn baby at home like just oh it just i don't know it just makes me want to cry to think about it it's i think that's so the thing was exactly watching that and seeing how unnecessary it was and it was like well you signed yourself in here you're the only one that can get yourself out but you can't get out because yeah you mm-hmm. have to get better first and mm-hmm. it's like it yeah. just is crazy that that existed yeah you know and it yeah. wasn't that long ago that things changed yeah I mean, I think there's still some of that that in some ways in certain settings exist, maybe not the same yeah. scenario, Which but... people's rights should not be taken in that way. And thankfully, we have we don't do that to people, at least not to that extreme anymore. But that was one of the turning points for the character in the movie was this realization that like, all right, I'm in control of what happens next. Yeah. And like that was, I think, really empowering for her. And that was, that's pretty deep, I guess, really. It kind of translates to all things you know it does (laughs) no i think i mean it does because it's if you don't know you have control and that's a difficult realization to come to you know and i get it there are situations where you don't have control but at the same time it's like to get that recognition but you gotta go through you have you do have to go through the evolution i don't mean to interrupt you Mm i just i don't want to lose this last week when christopher was talking about that guy you guys were talking about on your recording, the social influencer that just drove him nuts because he said he's just like oh, somebody who's run, running away from his feelings. No, the other guy um, who... Oh, ja- or um, Goggins, David yeah, Goggins. Yes. Well, he, yeah, he's so, a motivational So I feel speaker. like it, it's he he could also potentially say you're in control of this, but what Christopher is feeling, it's like, yeah, but dude, you're saying in a way that didn't even allow us to go through the full like evolution to right. get to the space. So you, you, he, if Christopher is picking up a, a disingenuous from this guy or an inauthenticity that's like well you skipped some parts because what you're saying right now isn't yeah. coming out in a way that feels genuine like it feels like you might have more work to do yourself right and so but what in this movie what you saw illustrated was that full the evolution play out yeah yeah i agree with that and i do want to before we get off that subject totally i just want to add a little bit like david goggins is obviously very well known i don't know him and He's he's very well known (laughs) and his story and everything he's gone through. So in all fairness, without actually reading his story and and knowing anything more about it. I'm talking about Christopher's perspective. Totally agree with that. I just want to say that is one perspective based on some TikTok reel or whatever TikToks versus. Yeah. uh, And I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Thank you for adding that. But that's all. Um, Yeah. So anyway. So anyway, cool. Anyway, cool. cool. Um, Anything else, Jim? I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so. Not today. Um, I do want to just end with this one thing. Okay. I have been pointing out to you your posture, and you seem to take it as an insult or critique, and I'm sort of just saying, hey, no, I'm noticing shift because it's going to make all the difference in the world for you. In that Jane Fonda interview with Julia Louis-Dreyfus, one of her like pearls of wisdom that she left her with was posture matters. 
Okay. I will, said you can look a lot older than you actually are just because of your posture. I will take that advice and I will work on hearing it differently. Okay. And I'm just going to challenge you maybe to also deliver it differently. And mm. otherwise, I will do my best to tune out your words and hear posture mm. matters. Yeah, I think that maybe you could reflect on how you're hearing it. Is it through my filter or your filter? How about I record it next time and we'll put it on here and let the audience determine what filter it's coming through. I think that, <laughs> It seems like, pretty objective the I way I'm hearing it. I try to explain to you so. the science behind it and you just blow me off and then I get yeah. frustrated with you. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I that's that is our that's our cycle. That's our thing that we do because uh-huh. it's like I blow you off because of the way you say it, but at the same time No, it's it, because you couldn't possibly imagine that I have anything intelligent to offer you. No, I hear you. No, my posture is a problem. I know it. I at work I have to constantly like no, but remind like, myself to the, sit up more. Like it's and, not just something that you're like cursed with. Like you actually it you potentially created it. Like how you carry yourself, like of course. It's, it's an illustration of how you think of yourself like slumped over like that like <laughs> you don't need to think of yourself that way like first of all Thanks. second of all change the way like it takes it's going to take intention but you can mm-hmm. work yourself out of it it will change everything it okay. won't just change your posture okay. it will change your health maybe it will change your blood sugar okay your emotional health oh i like it i like it <laughs> you're being nice right now I'm showing off <laughs> i'm showing off yes uh-huh. All right. I'll work on my posture. All right. I do need to have more intention around it. That is... I mean, I have to work on fact. mine, too. I'm not like... Oh, no, I know. I know. It's, but yours, and as we get older, like, your shoulders, I definitely... Your shoulders are getting a little too hunchy for your age. Yeah. Yeah. So it happens sitting at a desk, leaning over my keyboard all day. It's not day just that, just, though. It's not just And that. not... Well, okay. Whatever. It's a lot of things. <laughs> Can I record your expression on your face right now? This is why I have a problem with it. <laughs> no, because I, 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 I'm, I'm being like dead serious. Like I'm not just like picking on. I'm not trying to pick on you, and I feel like that's what you think. No, I, I do. I hear you. I, and it's not just like it's not like, just it. that. It's like it's like it's reflective of what how we feel about ourselves, the way we walk through the world, yeah. physically. Yeah, it's 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 good information for us. Like I have to look at myself and be, do the same thing where I'm like, oh wow, yeah, that is pretty congruent with what's yeah, happening no, inside that's, my head. Yeah, okay. I can't do that with you. You drive me crazy because you are so hard on yourself and the way you see yourself, especially like physically and the way you carry yourself. And it's like, no, that's not how you look. Like. Just ease I'm up on yourself myself. a little bit. I'm not hard on myself. I'm not going to get into it here. Yes, you are. But no, like you'll say, those are just stupid things. That like that's just superficial stuff. If you try to tell me that I have a nice ass, I'm like, I don't have a nice ass. I like objectively do not have a nice ass. Like I don't care. I mean, I care, but do you know what I mean? Like that's not like you're so hard on yourself. It's like no, Jim, I don't have a nice ass. Get over it. No, it's it's, <laughs> but it's it's every it's it's everything what do you like what do you like about yourself physically like what what traits or well, what like as i'm getting older like it's there it is harder to see myself age so i don't like what's happening to my skin i don't like what's happening to my hair yeah there's things are less well i've never really been that muscular so that's not that big of a problem for me i'm actually probably more muscular now than i was in my youth so but yeah no i've always historically i love liked my eyes i've liked my smile um I think, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. Okay, that's fair. I just was curious. And those are you are you are you know. But I don't. But no, yeah, definitely. As I'm aging, I'm just like, oh, I gotta get 
I gotta get used to not feeling pretty, you know, like. And you're that's, beautiful. That's the thing. It's, but, but beautiful in a different way. Okay. Like I, whatever. no, I seriously, I actually do get that. I, I told you one of my favorite books is Hagitude by Sharon Blackie. It's literally to- romanticizes aging for women to the point where I'm like, I, why am I not getting older faster? Like I want, I want all of that. <laughs> okay. Um, that's an exaggeration, but. <laughs> Just feel it. Just feel it. It's very normal to be at this age simultaneously accept aging and also look back at younger pictures and be a little sad i don't do anything to artificially just like hide aging like i do i refuse right. personally i my personal re- i that i will never do anything in that way like i will not i've never done anything plastic surgery botox like i don't i don't want to do any of that i've no I've, and you shouldn't i don't want to so there are times though when i do like oh what if i did that though where would i be <laughs> like what would it look like right now if i I had been doing Botox for the last five years. Uh-huh. Um, but I also don't want to put those toxins no. in my body. Yeah, don't do that. So, yeah, this is part of the process. We age. It's what happens. <laughs> yes, it's true. So what was your point in trying to say things like, oh, you're so hard on yourself? And what was the point of that? My point is I don't think like, I mean, you can obviously look at me and you're like, oh, I see you hunching over. And like, there's the way you carry yourself and you need, you know, just for your own benefit. Like uh-huh. you need to straighten yourself out from a health perspective and from all of the other benefits that come with that. I get that. What I'm saying is when that- When somebody's hunched over, there's a reflection of them feeling like they don't belong in a room. I get that. I get that. I don't- I hear At a cellular I, level. I, I hear you. I don't feel that way, but at the same time, I hear you. That and, that's- and I get it. I can I psychoanalyze okay, the so shit out of you exactly. and I'm right. <laughs> My point to asking you that about, about yourself is I think that you have, I don't want to say body dysmorphia, but you have a- view of yourself that I don't think the rest of the world would say yeah, is they accurate. Do. Yeah, they do. I've, I've dated people that are very honest people, unlike you. And they're like, yeah, like, yeah, that's, yeah, that you do that. You ha- you're not wrong there. Which is crazy. Like, but that's not, that's not how I see it. So when I, when you say like, that, and I'm like, what are I'm those, a, what were those people comparing you to? Like, that's ridiculous. Like that's the, I can't even believe that they were. I, they're unique. <laughs> I don't even think, I, that's where I think is like, what the hell? That seems so weird to me. But, but okay, whatever. I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah, no, I don't, I, I'm okay with all of that now, though. I mean, would it be nicer? Like, Sounds like who said that to you was an idiot and a douche. Like, seriously. No. Because no. I don't think it's I've true. I've always said that. I've said it my whole life since I was little. Okay. I remember being little and like saying like, why is why are, or why is this part of me weird? Like, nobody else is like this. I, okay, I know. That's the part that I, whatever. It doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> We're going to move on now because I'm yeah. not going to sit here and try to talk you into something yeah. other than But what. also, like, it's interesting to me, though, that you are, like, I'm going to cut this part out. But it's interesting to me that you are also, like, I disagree with you. That I don't feel like I belong in any room I'm in. And it's like, really? Like, I'm not saying that is universally applied like that's like always happening but you don't like the, the inverse of that or the opposite of that is just somebody that walks puffing their chest in every room right do you know what i mean like our body yeah. language says a lot about how we feel about ourselves yeah that's all no i get that and i guess that just like you always talk about you have your little shoulder tick right you always talk about you tell everybody about that and you're like it just was i'm feeling like i'm anxious or yeah. uncomfortable yep. it's like it's the same principles apply i feel like i have to like close my eyes cross my eyes and i roll my shoulders incessantly okay so so, okay. Yeah, that's when I'm stressed or anxious or whatever else. But the posture thing, I hear you, and I'm sure subconsciously at some deep level, I don't think you're 
wrong. I'm just like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Look it up. Start reading about it. I, I, Read about body language. It's also like our tone, how we speak. Like that is revealing a lot about ourselves mm-hmm. as well. Right. What else you got? Um, nothing. Um, what do you want to say about that? About what? That you're, you're wanting to end the conversation on the body language for a reason. Why? No, I no. Just because I, I feel like it's getting late and I was going to go downstairs and lift for a few and also want to like relax before we go to bed oh this is not relaxing well you know what it's not that it's not relaxing Mm -hmm. it is relaxing but when i have something else that i'm like i need to do this tonight then and it's getting later and later then i'm thinking about that thing what can you say about the add to the body language kind of conversation other than i don't know that i agree with you but whatever we'll disagree to disagree oh i think you're not you're not like offering your side i think in general i think you're totally right and i i (laughs) I can see that play out in other people i guess what you point out um with my issue i know i lean forward like a little bit like you pointed out and like oh i'm doing that but i guess in general like i don't i don't feel like that's how i carry myself in most places and i'm not thinking about it but (laughs) but you don't watch yourself i know so that's that's what i I, that's and that's true (laughs) i don't watch myself so maybe how i think i'm walking more broad-shouldered like you know back not like puffing my chest out but more confident i mean you and and, it it tracks with the people pleaser personality yeah oh i get that i get that i just i guess because i don't feel like that self-conscious about it in a lot of settings that I'm not I don't I think that's what I think that's what is the beauty of this is that we're not usually conscious of these things. Yeah. That's I hear, the beauty I, no, of psychoanalysis. I hear you. And that's why I said in some deep down subconscious that's level. What I was like, talking to somebody else about um really quickly and then we're gonna end that is what that is what the 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 reason why i spend so much time and all of these things and talking about them and loving it so much is because and it's it's like what i'm doing with my with myself as well because like the the therapist person that i see they are a depth psychologist so they're she's got a phd in depth psychology and it's all about like the psyche and analysis and like accountability and digging deep into yourself and becoming aware and that is done through so many different avenues that you can just Mm -hmm. you can pick up on as you start to look at yourself whether it's the way you carry yourself listening to yourself speak listening to the things you know the tone in your voice the topics that you tend to fixate on the things that you that tend to trigger you like all of those are just tools to discover yourself and i do think that if you had curiosity about that for yourself you would be able to piece this all together and see how it, it it's all together yeah a people pleaser there is an insecurity around people pleasing there is mm-hmm. a i there's a feeling of like maybe i don't fully belong in this room and I, and that's a very general term jim that's not like you're literally walking into a, every room i don't belong here I don't belong oh I, here. no i get that I it's get that. under the surface yeah. you're going to see it in the way you carry yourself and you are going to be hunched over like the the tone of your voice the things you choose to say or not say it's it's all paints a picture of an energy so it's not i'm not meant to pick on you like obviously like I can pick on my as you said i'm so hard on myself i can pick on myself pretty badly so i just think it's fun as i explore this these things as they pertain to me to also look at the, all those around me and say ah yeah uh-huh. okay how about you pick one thing <clears throat> one thing at a time let's work on one thing no because they're all interrelated though <laughs> that's why i just explained to you they're all coming out in all the ways you like to parcel things off and be like oh this issue and this issue and i keep telling you no they're all interconnected they're all different they're all showing up it's the same thing showing yeah. up in all these different areas i know all i'm gonna say is this that if and you don't do this with other people 
people. I'm not. I'm not suggesting that this is the way you look out at you go out in the world and like you're critiquing people or you're doing this or you're like analyzing, you know, them. Mm-hmm. But all I can say is it would be it would be nice if I felt like there was more of a balance with, hey, notice this about yourself, and I like this about you too. Hey, I think that that's fair. Do you have you ever realized that you don't spend any time reflecting on yourself or picking on yourself, or like, and I and and I'm and I could hear a lot of people say, well, that's uh, the way it should be. Um, as far as not picking on yourself, but there's like none of that there. There isn't any analysis there. I was I talking I about this with my I girlfriend think I don't, recently. I don't vocalize it. I don't think I externally put that's, it out there. Okay, then so, fine. That's my point. Yeah, no, that's no, my I, point. It doesn't mean I'm not feeling it. So I might. I'm feeling what I'm feeling already about all of these things that I'm. I'm self conscious. So I'm encouraging about. you to bring them to the surface and talk about them yeah. instead of pretending they don't exist. I hear you. And then asking me to just try have a. Con- I'm just trying to have a conversation with you. Yeah. Do you think that there's also a possibility that your tendency to want to avoid the, uh, talking about them yourself makes it very uncomfortable if somebody else brings them up where where it could have just be like of course oh hey yeah totally yeah that's definitely me like i was just talking to my girlfriend about this the other day we were t- we were talking about how there we've discovered that there's people in the world that don't spend any time in the space of even evaluating or reflecting on the dysfunction in their own families mm-hmm. and there are some of us that are like talk about it all the time right you you fall into that first category and that's reflective of also how much time you spend analyzing yourself that's all i'm saying so i think that with anything it's almost like if you did it more i would do it less because it's just a topic that i'm interested in Mm -hmm. so if you were actually doing it that i would be like oh i don't have anything left to say here because you're saying all of it Mm -hmm. i know does that make sense yeah i get that i do get that and there is a balance there and that is something that we've talked about just in general a lot of things like i'm very much internalize and process internally so many things that I don't even like there's nothing in me that thinks to say it or put it out there or talk about it with somebody else it's just like this loop in my head of, but do you think you know, that is there a chance that you suppress it too because if somebody else brings it up you get mm-hmm. you get you course. get visibly agitated and shut it down so there's something there yeah no of course there is yeah I think I think because it's like like I'm already just trying to get through <laughs> my life and now here you are saying this thing about me and again i think that that's where it's like it feels that's, like that's what? part of getting through your life yeah i know i know <laughs> i know i again it's easier to just keep it internalize it and not think about it if i can compartmentalize it when i can and but do you remember the other episode I didn't we say talked it was about how right. if this is something that i am avoiding i we we're shifting the narrative of this is something, this is something i'm going ex- to get excited about. no i'm going to get excited, get excited about, about it, it. Yeah. i'm not going to be afraid i'm going to be right. excited yeah yeah so this could be actually could have been a really exciting conversation like you could have been like oh really you oh so my posture wait tell me more <laughs> this is fascinating i'll work on that for next time okay you're not convincing anyone of anything right now. <laughs> i i yeah I don't, I don't know. Notice, notice the difference in those two, in the response that I just, example I gave and your semi-extreme withdrawal. No, I totally get it. I I just, I would, I would say if the, you know, she was on the other foot, like I would. Do it. Give me the opportunity. I'm saying the same thing with you. If I point something out to you. Yeah, do it. Do it. You don't ever do (laughs) it. Okay. You won't even do it. You would always use that as a thing and then you don't even do it. And I like beg you to. 
I actually, I find it, I find it, it's not funny, but um, you always see like I'm defensive when I respond to things and I am, and I know I am. And I'm like, then I say something to you and I want to be like, mirror right here, look in the mirror. Then why don't you? Defensive. I do. I tell you you're being defensive and. You've not, you never say that. I know when I'm being defensive. Okay. I mean, I don't always know, but I feel like there's plenty of times where I'm like, I'm being fucking defensive I tell right you, now and he doesn't even call anyone I tell you all the time. <laughs> I think you just don't listen to me. You've not, I've never heard you say okay, it. Okay. Well, I will make sure I say say it and that you hear it because i do say it quite often i'm like you're being defensive right now and you know when like somebody like says something like and it might be kind of mean like something insulting like mm-hmm. and somebody's like i don't even care and you're like yeah sure you yeah don't i do care. that because it hurts that's and like I don't literally want, what just happened just now with this whole posture i know thing. no i know i don't i don't <laughs> want you to know that you hurt me because it's mean but it's, so. it's not mean <laughs> it's literally an like a thing of like exploration I get, it. I get it i'm sitting here airing all of my dirty laundry and all the things i'm going to do to like i don't not even daring or not, i'm not even airing all my dirty laundry but i'm like yeah oh shit I do this and now I gotta figure this out and I gotta do this like I don't hear a lot of that ever coming out of your mouth so when I want to turn it around on you and go there it turns into this whole thing of like I'm picking on you I don't think you're picking on me right now you don't I don't okay no I'm not feeling you're picking on me right now I'm just I'm just going back to those was I picking on you just now when I was talking about your posture um no I mean I didn't think you, no, I didn't think in this context you were picking on me. Like you bringing it up here, that doesn't feel like you're picking on me. That feels like we're having conversation. We're talking about this and we're just like, we're, we're having a conversation around it. Yeah. I've definitely picked on you about it. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying it, I don't take it as a, maybe because I've heard it before and we've talked about it and it's like, but I didn't, I don't take it as like, why would you say that you're like, you're picking on, like, I don't feel, I don't feel like it's like a, there's no response to me, this reaction where it's like. Ugh, like it's a turn off like that you would say this about me right now you know what i mean okay versus other times when i'm feeling maybe more in that yellow zone as we discussed a little bit and if <laughs> i'm in that yellow zone and you say it then it just feels like yeah it feels it stings more so then i'm more like you're in the yellow zone just now and I remember i told you that your yellow zone mm-hmm. hurts me because you retreat instead oh, well, i'm of sorry toward. i'm sorry <laughs> No, I'm not in the yellow zone. Okay. I may, if I came across that way, I'm sorry. Oh, you definitely did. Well, I just wanted to, to me, you did. Okay. I wanted to put out there, I wanted to put out there that my experience of that, I wasn't feeling it now. I was just trying to share my experience when you do that, when you say that stuff like in the moment. And okay. again, I can hear you though, that I also understand is when you feel like I just walk around here, like I, my shit don't stink. I get everything, you know, figured out and I'm not working on me at all like that. Of course, it's going to feel like I'm doing all like you're doing all the work here, you know? You're you're doing all this. You're trying to share, and you're getting nothing back. I understand. I understand how that feels. Okay. So, okay. Okay. So, anyways, your posture is not the greatest. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. It's okay. I know. I need to. I need to. I need. I mean, mine's not super. For the great millionth either. time, I need to work out, and I don't work out, and it's it's just. My skin is really fucked up. Your skin actually looks great right now. No, it doesn't. My my skin is really fucked up. Okay. Well, it doesn't look and like. And I it right believe now. that. You know, you could put it in the same category as your posture. I got to do something about it. <laughs> well, that's just There's weird. There's things okay. I may be able to do about it. Okay. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe that's maybe that was my point to call out your perception of yourself because all of these things that you say are terrible. I think that's maybe that's where I'm coming from with that. Is that like okay, my posture is a little it's it's off. Mm-hmm. Like, and actually, we went to the sound bath last night. 
and, or last week, and I was talking to the lady, that the woman that worked there and stuff, and she was like, not even talking about posture at all, and talking about my age and stuff, and then mm-hmm. she's like, oh, turn sideways, and you were in the room, I was in the lobby, and mm-hmm. she's like, you have really good posture, and I was why like... Why did she... I know, that was hilarious. That, and because I, I said... Why would she even bring it up? I said I worked for a construction company or, or oh, something, right. and then that's she right. said, oh, do you like work in the yes. field? I said, or in the office? Yep. I said, no, I work mm-hmm. in the office, and she said, oh, okay, and she said, because you're posture is really good for somebody you know your age she goes i see a lot of guys that come in here and like you can tell yes, the way that they was, carry themselves yeah. and everything else and she's seen the worst yeah so anyway but it was funny because then you had to throw that in my face yes of course i did because that was my i guess that's my whole point is i think that sometimes what what i feel is the way you see things mm-hmm. again it goes back to where i'm just this slow steady circle going around everything's kind of consistent there's not a lot of variation and where you are more like that figure eight and you're moving faster and everything else so your perception on things tends in my in my view Mm -hmm. to be a little bit more highs and lows even when it comes to the little things what you notice what you pick up on is like almost exaggerated from what i so you think i'm exaggerating your posture i think that i don't I think it's what you see, but I think in the same way that you see yourself and you look at yourself and go, my skin's terrible in this. And my, my skin is terrible, Jim. Okay. Even my doctors are like, yeah, it's pretty bad. Like, okay. honestly, like, okay. well, I, <laughs> I don't need your nicey-nice right now. <laughs> I'm not trying to be nicey-nice. I'm just saying the little things that you say about yourself that I'm like, no, like, that's not like, seriously, we're 45 years old, but you, for a 45-year-old, like, you look fucking amazing. And like, the, the, the things that you're saying, like, you notice, I'm like, nobody's noticing that. Like, that's not even like visible to anybody else that's not so anyway that's fine but that's that's that's, i guess that's all i'm saying and so my perspective and where i'm coming from is like but there is true it doesn't mean you're wrong it just means that you know this that incident i'm not wrong about that but that i will (laughs) give you credit everything else aside yes i am i operate at this heightened intensity I feel things bigger. There's there's variation there. It's just part of my wiring. It's like right. It's I love it and I hate it. But yes, no, you're there. That there's truth. So that. if I'm, I'm walking at 175 degrees instead of straight up and down at 180 degrees, like to you, it feels like it's 150 you are degrees at 90 degrees. Like I feel that's what I that's when you tell me that that's what I feel like <laughs> you see me like totally like 45 degree like you are, walking you like are, you are, a Neanderthal you're almost. <laughs> you're at 40. Five so, headed towards ninety uh-huh, okay. in the next ten years. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm serious. Anyway, so I think that's why my perspective. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I get where you're coming from, but man, you're like, anyway. I'm going to work on my posture, though, because it's um, something that in general... No, for real. I think that... I mean, if you were open to it, I think that you could ask other people how... I think you could ask other people about your posture. You know... I think if you were open to it... I would ask the right people, I guess. Yeah. So... Yeah. I think that you... I Actually, that's another ask thing. Ask our kids. <laughs> I'm not asking Christopher. He's just going to say what you he's say. Because he's right. Because <laughs> he sees it. things the way you do. He does. I mean, we're both see things right. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Um, yep, that's it. That's I think. it. Ended another episode where you are looking like. What are you doing? Nothing. Are you gonna listen? To what I'm saying? Yeah. Ended another feel, episode where I. Do you feel vindicated? Feel... Would you like? Like you're just like oh, this martyr, no, and that you just no, get picked on. No, and... there's no vindication here. No, I did. Right now, I'm not feeling sensitive toward 
any of it. Like I'm not feeling like you're picking on me. I'm just feeling like it's a conversation. Okay. And I don't, I don't, yeah, I, like I said, I don't feel attacked or anything right now. I feel like I'm in a good place with you. So I'm not, I don't have any triggers going off or anything else that's like, oh, I can't believe you. Did you feel like you got anything out of couples therapy today? Yeah, I did. I keep saying I'm going to end this episode. and then I, have to ask I know. We're question. like hour 45 in now. We are not. Yes, we are. Oh man, I'll cut a bunch out. But did you feel like that? Like what? Like it was good? Yeah, I did. I, okay. I really enjoyed it. Did today. you feel like you learned anything? I did. About yourself? No, about you. I'm kidding. Of course I learned about myself. Yeah. No, I totally, you know, there's all those little things that they come up and it's like, even if you sometimes know them, just having, hearing another person say them or maybe just rephrasing it in a different way is like, okay, if I think about it that way, I can, I can understand and I can, I can use that in certain situations to kind of like check myself, not just check myself, but check in with myself. Okay. And hopefully be like, oh, I can see how me responding a certain way is going to trigger a core wound of yours where I feel like that's how I feel. But she... it's not I like how you focus on my core wound. Well, it goes she both ta- ways. She made you talk about your core wound. No, it goes. And so yeah. I guess that's what I, you don't like to do that stuff. You like to you like it's it's easier for you to focus on my shit, not your own oh, shit. Well, I was going to. So that's what I was just curious without getting oh. into any details. When I asked you, did you learn anything? I didn't yeah. expect you to go back to. Yeah, I learned more about your core wound. No. Well, can I, I finish what I was going to say? Yes. This is where you piss me off. Oh, because core you. Wound. Yes, it is my core. wound. No, because that's what I was saying is I understand how. What it really is is my core wound that I'm I'm responding from that place that then I trigger your core Which wound. Which just came out then... as see this is when you piss me off because <laughs> I I was trying to get there and I was trying to have a whole I know, conversation. I know, and, and it just came in live action though. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. She literally like gave you examples of like how to speak. Mm-hmm. What it Which is like. not that right. Yeah, I, <laughs> get, fact, I, I think I get she said that. when you say that that's your core wound. Uh huh. I know, and it is, and I okay. So I will. Do you want to share what your core wound is? What she what she terms it as? Um, now I'm totally drawing a blank at the word. She it's um engulfed. Engulfed. Yeah. Yeah. It's engulfed. Feeling feeling engulfed, and it's very much my core wound. Mm -hmm. Feeling like everybody relies on me for everything. Well, and and that they yeah yeah, and so it's just constantly feeling like I'm taking care of everybody else and every other thing and there's no space for me. And so then when I am unsuccessful at trying to get that, I don't want to say space for me. There's no um, room for me because it's not it's not space. It's just feeling like others are taking care of me too. Okay. So, and then when I ask for it, but maybe not in the right way, then it's like I'm just proving to myself that they don't. Okay. They aren't there for me. So. Yeah. So that's very much my core wound. And I feel like I have so much responsibility over all of these other things for everybody else. Okay. Yes. Which relates to your high blood sugar explanation per the messages from the body by Dr. Lincoln. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, are we going to dic- wrap this the up? The dictionary's <laughs> definition of engulf is um like eat or swallow whole. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it it feel it feels like you're just completely you're yeah, you're completely eaten whole. Mm-hmm. You are inundated. You are just completely taken over mm-hmm. and that you have like none for yourself. Mm-hmm. No room for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now are you going to cry? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Okay. We can talk more about that maybe next time. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, I love you. Love you. Love you.